very appropriate for the film we're about to talk about. So, everyone, welcome to The Last 10 Minutes. This is a comedy podcast where we watch the last 10 minutes of classic films and then we try and work out what happens in the rest of the film. If you've listened to most of our episodes, you won't need to be told that because you'll know what's going on. But today is a bit of a special. Special. Because, uh, first of all, how's it going, Will? <laughs> it's good, mate. That was so great. You said, shall I do an introduction? And then went straight into it. I didn't even know it had started, but I'm happy it had. I'm very well. How are you, Sean? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I'm very excited because we have a special guest today. Uh, we've been trying to get him on this podcast for probably uh, seven, seven years, which is... Longer than the podcast has been in existence. That's not, not true. I've been vehemently against this the whole time. You have. You did say to me once, I won't have anyone with the name that we're, I'm about to say. <laughs> anyway, look, without further ado, I yeah, want to introduce yeah. our guest. The, that specific order of letters, I That's will not exactly have right, that. That's exactly right, yeah. Uh, he is one of my best friends, uh, a friend that I met uh, a long, long time ago. And uh, we, it was love at first sight. But the person hosting today is Connor McReynolds. Hey, hey, Woo! hey. <laughs> oh, I really... I had all that time to prepare how I was going to say hello. And for some reason, I settled on, hey, hey, hey. If I had a time machine, Great. I'd go back to the beginning of that intro and take that again. I feel like I jumped on Sean's really nice, genuine intro for a bit, and it, it, it wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth it. We so needed to cut You're through, right. You were right. The no, 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 because I would like Connor to tell us a little bit about what he does. Oh, he's gone. Where's he gone? No, nah, he's not gone. He's, he's right, right there. there. Oh, you tell I'm, us I'm a bit here. about what you, Connor, and what you do in life. Well, thank you, Sean. I first of all I have to say I loved the element of drama there. It's like I think Connor should. Ah, wait, where'd he go? Uh, but I've been here the whole time. So thank you for the dramatic intro. Um, I, I'm Connor McReynolds. I am a comedian of sorts. I sort of uh, do some comedy. And I, I do a little bit of radio presenting as well. I have a little comedy show on BBC Oxford, which is fun. Uh, and I am just, I'm an all-round rascal, really. If, if I have to summarize it, yeah. I'm a rascal. What can I say? I'm I think that's it. I would have gone for bandit, but rascal is fine. Yeah. Rascal, you're more of a pirate than any of us. I like to think I'm more kind of Dennis the Menace than Maisie the Minx. Yeah, but that's more of a gender thing, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. You wouldn't be Denise the Menace. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It would be... but who knows what the future holds? Um, Connor and I have met once, and it was really, we've only really met once, I think, and it was on Sean's stag do, and I also fell in love, uh, not at first sight, at first sight I was defensive, because I'm a territorial person, uh, <laughs> and I thought, hey, who's this guy coming in here trying to take my Sean, and then I realised <laughs> I was trying to take his Sean, because... Uh, we're all trying to take each other's Sean. I'm sure Sean's wife, above all else, feels like we're trying to take her Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, but, we did um, also yeah, meet I mean, at think... Sean's wedding as well. Let's not forget the time oh, we spent together in Corfu. Yeah, we went on a boat. Last time I saw you, we you were, were in a boat. boat. Last time That's... I saw you, you were in your pants jumping into the Mediterranean. Oh, yeah. you in your pants? Yeah, I didn't bring any yeah, swimming man. stuff, Sean, so... Mm. When 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 the your backs up against the wall, boxers can be swim shorts. There's I've nothing wrong with that. Said. They're just a little bit more see-through than most see swimming shorts. Yeah, and that's what shorts. people want. 
Whilst you run out very warm you... summer. There was no shade. You've never had any complaints, no Will, so I think you're fine. No. <laughs> so, Connor, you're in charge today. Yeah. I am. I, I love coming in we're... and just being in charge straight away. Yeah, we enjoy this kind of thing, but um, we've, we've, done, we've been in charge of this podcast for so long, and now we've given the reins to other people and realized we were bad at driving this horse. So we're glad <laughs> that you're... You're the second ever person to host it, so take it away. God, oh, well, I am hugely honoured. And I so... do, I do like horses. Sean has always <laughs> said that. You've always that been is... a big advocate of horses, mainly because you like sharing your horses. He's on record. He is on record with his love for horses. Let that be known. Sure, well, there's a documentary on Netflix coming out soon called The Horse King, which is about Sean's horse sanctuary. <laughs> Sean Exotic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love oh, mate, I don't need to be exotic at certain times. I'm exotic all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, Connor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, we had to decide on a film for Will and Sean to watch the last 10 minutes of. A film that I've seen, so I know what nonsense they're spiting about it, but you guys have not seen this film. You've seen the last 10 minutes. Is that correct? Correct. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, Sean, yeah, you're, you're yeah, yeah. nodding for the podcast, which is yeah. really helpful. Yeah, That's good audio right yeah. there. <laughs> I, I, I do that a lot. I, I, I talk about, I, I make faces and realize that no one can see them. So, um, but yes, I have seen the last 10 minutes. I watched Fantastic. it earlier today. Okay, brilliant. Well, the film that we are going to be discussing today is A Streetcar Named Desire. That is a 1951 film from director Elia Kazan, starring Marlon Brando, Vivian Lee, Carl Malden, and Kim Hunter. It's a classic. You guys haven't seen... Which of those actors are still in work? I I believe that the four main actors are now all dead. I mean, the film's 70 years old, uh, near enough, so yeah. They had their time. It's not that I want them to be dead. It's just that's the way just the cookie fact, crumbles. Yeah, yeah. It just is what it is. Sometimes Would that I could have brought them back for the podcast, but uh, none of them could. Imagine you were brought back from, from the grave just to be on this. That'd be a strange... <laughs> yeah. Well, they are. I mean, we Hollywood are bringing uh, back James uh, Dean. Oh, everyone spoke that, the same. It was, uh, what did you say, Sean? I said, uh, yeah, Hollywood are bringing back James Dean, and it's me. <laughs> I, that's. I don't think that's what bringing back means in this context. You could play James Dean. Nah, come on. I haven't got the muscles. Yeah, no, you have the muscles. They're just not the same size. I have the face. I have the face, just not the 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 charisma. James Dean's muscles were all fake. Are they? No, but you believed it. So let's just do it. If you fell for it, so will Hollywood. Amen, okay. sister. So, my first question for you, gentlemen, was uh, what did you think of the ending of A Streetcar Named Desire? What did you know about it before, Sean? Because I, yeah. I, I thought I knew stuff about it. I, I sort of thought it was like an inspector calls and a view from the bridge just mixed together. I just, that's, oh, okay. That was my uh, what I thought it was. What did you think it was, Sean? <laughs> I also always see like a bluish purple Cadillac in the darkness in a street outside. That's been like the image that that conjures up for me. I thought, I knew that it involved a a big shout of a name, of Stella, 
But, uh, but, uh, but may, mainly because we have a friend called Stella and everyone goes, oh, Stella. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's a good joke. Uh, and also Connor's holding up a, a can of Stella Artois. Um, what did I know about it? I know it's, I know it's a play, but there's a lot of plays. Like, I'm not really, you know, it's just just there. You... <laughs> there are a lot, lot of there are a lot of plays. Yeah, and not um, all of them are so still I didn't going know in yeah. I mean, Shakespeare wrote right. 37 on his own. That's too many already. And not a single one of them involved a streetcar. That's n- no, no, there was a streetcar in Othello. Ah. This is why you're Will and I'm just Connor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, it's fair to say, uh, from the perspective of one who knows the play in the film a little bit, it's fair to say that everything you guys said there uh, is pretty much nonsense. Oh, Uh, fuck. I mean, you you don't know. Sean was correct in that someone's name is shouted out. Uh, (laughs) You know, that's... I feel like that is a that's a good. I mean, I mean, it could be a film where no names are shouted out. So I got it right. Yeah, hey, I once I'm saw a film where no that. names were shouted out. The it artist. was the artist. Yeah. Hey, I it. <laughs> <laughs> the internet lagged enough oh. for me to be able to be as quick as Connor for once. Um, oh I, the last, the, I realized what I did was I answered your question with a question. Uh, no, that, that was actually the question that I should have asked first. Was, what well, I was know. passive-aggressively hinting at <laughs> by just asking it and not explaining. But the last 10 minutes was confusing. I, I didn't expect it to be what what it was. I sort of thought yeah, it would definitely. be like... A... <laughs> Sean, you chimed in with, it's definitely, and then you shook your head and then just remained silent. We, we should also... We should say that we're doing this from a distance. We're not just really slow at replying to each other. Because <laughs> there are like there are some times where I make a really funny joke and no one laughs for about 10 minutes. Right. Sometimes it's because of the computer latency. Sometimes it's because the joke was poorly structured. Um, so what is it definitely, Sean? What is it definitely? It's definitely the, sad, the saddest 10 minutes we've had, I think. I was confused, but also... A bit like, whoa, this is sad. Yeah, it was really rough, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going when we were talking about what film to choose, and we had a few options, and I kind of forgot how serious <laughs> and depressing Streetcar is. I was like, we're a long oh, way yeah. away from How to Train Your Dragon, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, you haven't seen the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole film today to remind myself because it has been like 16 years since I I think I last saw it. I loved it. Uh, So I watched it again today and yeah, forgot that it's really harrowing. And then I watched again. So I watched the whole thing and then I watched just the last 10 minutes and tried to think this is the experience that Will and Sean are going to have. And I'd just watched the film and I was confused by the last 10 minutes when I gave myself <laughs> that context. So why don't you tell us what uh, what you saw happen in that last 10 minutes? Spoil it for the listeners. Okay, well, you go first. Okay, first of all, uh, there's all those dudes sitting around at the table. And I was like, is this like a pub? Is it a halfway house? Is it like a gang? I couldn't really tell. And then I was like, ah, 
is that Marlon Brando? He looks younger. I guess that's how time works. And then there was the <laughs> other room where the um, the two ladies were clearly hiding something and something was going to happen. And then one of them, Stella, and that's when I remembered, Stella! I was like, that's this film. And then she said her name is Blanche, and I was like, oh. And then Blanche pops out, and she's... She's, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to um, sort of problematically label what she was wrong with her. She's having some sort of mental illness. She's some sort of nervous breakdown. I don't know, but she's not in a good way. And it was pretty horrible. And I, mm. I couldn't tell if it was like an early representation of some sort of uh, mental illness or like a, a bit of a poorly represented. I didn't, I just had no idea because I had no context. Take it away, Sean. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's funny with black and white films. I've got a friend who who won't watch black and white films because they give her the creeps, and that's fine. <laughs> but um... no, 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 no. Sorry, we're gonna have but, to unpack. But... Yeah, no. Sean, you, your use of the word "fine" there is unacceptable because that's yeah. not fine. Yes, that's, that's no, like, deliberately obtuse. Okay, let me. That's like saying I've got a friend who let doesn't me, like poetry because words creep him out. Like, no, but I think like. <laughs> This this particular person sees. It's definitely Sean. It's, it's Sean. Really, isn't it's it? not me. This it's person. not me. I just this don't want to name asking who for they a are. friend, isn't it? But um, <laughs> they feel like it's going to be old and boring because it's in black and white. I the thing I notice about watching the last ten minutes of this film is that it's like that the, from it you you get the impression that the acting is really dramatic because she's like playing this kind of. I mean, first of all, Blanche Dubois. What a name! Sounds like a cooking instruction. It does. Yeah. Blanche the Dubois. <laughs> what would Dubois be? You just Sean, you're the one who speaks fluent French here. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, can you tell us. Dubois. There's a drink. Dubois is no. like it's a drink. Wooden. It's yeah. something wood. It, Sean is correct. It's actually. I hear what you're saying, Will. Phonetically, it sounds like Bois, uh, but it's actually oh. B O I S, which uh, means wood. So Blanche Dubois is white wood. Um, ah, which, which act, is a nod to the involvement act, of the KKK earlier in the film. Right. I don't. I don't know if it's a joke or not. <laughs> that was nonsense. That was nonsense. okay. This I was like a really fun game. Uh, yeah. Just seeing oh, what can't you're say that on the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, uh, Blanche yeah. Dubois comes out. You're thinking it's big acting. Will suggested yeah. that there's some kind of uh, mental health breakdown or crisis here, uh, kind of undefined thing. Tell our listeners Ooh. then what you saw happen next. Uh, well, what happened next was that she she had um, this Blanche Dubois was having a was was having what we used to call an episode, but let's call it a, a breakdown. She's having a breakdown. And it's weird because she can't pass these guys who are playing poker. There's obviously some sort of of the time issue with uh, male and female thing or like maybe. And also I get the impression right at the end, Stella, who is one of the main characters, cradles her baby and says, uh, no, I'm not going back in there. Not this time. So that's obviously a bit of like maybe a doll's house moment where it's like, you go, Stella. You fucking do it. You don't go back in there because obviously Brando's maybe beaten her. I don't want to make assumptions. Brando seems like a nice guy, but he could be, a, uh, you know, you know uh, he was in black and white. It creeped me out. 
Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyone who's in black and white, get away from them. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I watched Schindler's List and I was so, so not on board until that tiny little red dress and I was like, thank God. <laughs> um, so the uh, the thing that I didn't understand about the last 10 minutes was I was like, oh, Blanche is clearly Marlon Brando's wife or someone. He's done something mm. awful to her. She's getting mm. committed. She's now had a breakdown and she's getting committed like, you know, to yeah. a mental asylum. And it's quite a shameful yeah. thing because of the society they lived in. And so yeah, yeah. she's been taken out sort of quietly. But then suddenly I was like, wait, but Stella is also, Stella is the one with the baby. So that really completely threw me. Yeah, man. Well, let me also ask you, because there are, you're mentioning all these characters. You mentioned the men who are playing poker as Blanche is being taken away. Uh, one of the men hit Stanley what what made you how did you react to that because Marlon Brando takes a punch to the face yeah yeah that's true it what do you think that think, was about it, it made me I think, think I was quite was... impressed with the oh shit we keep talking at the same time and then it's like oh who's gonna yield who's gonna contend you guys Sean I'm so sorry <laughs> it's okay don't don't apologize um I, I it was really difficult to know who the protagonist was in this film because like we were saying but I I think I think Brando or Stanley let's call him Stanley because he's not just Marlon Brando um he he's obviously done something very wrong and I, he's affected Blanche and also Stella in a bad way I think he's a little bit of a train wreck and he he he's this kind of he's this kind of beautiful man but He's um, obviously, obviously trouble, and I think he he has. This is just a miracle, uh, like a candle in the wind. But uh, some would say that might be what has happened here. Interesting. I caught some of that because your your connection was kind of doing some funky stuff. But Will, did you catch everything Sean said? No. And what is your response? Word. Not a word. Oh no. Catch a word. <laughs> so I was hoping, oh, hoping no. you caught all of it, and I was just gonna nod politely. <laughs> but I've been, I've been rumbled. I've been bloody rumbled. No, we face this problem on radio all the time when people walk in and out a bad reception, and you just have to take three words that they said, and then okay. try to form a question out of that. So, uh, okay, three words. <laughs> okay, so Sean, give us those three uh, words. <laughs> Stanley yeah. has. Oh no, Stanley is bad. Stanley yeah, I, is bad. You no, know I actually agree with that. I, I do stand by. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he seems like he did something. Yeah, because Sean was saying he, he's clearly done something wrong. I was very yeah. interested in what he's done wrong. I, my. Because she seems so profoundly affected, and I don't know whether that's uh, whether he's done something physical to her or like done something to damage her reputation or both. Like I really don't know what it what it is. It's really interesting watching the end of this film, and clearly it's quite a a traumatic ending. And as we said when we were choosing the film, I maybe didn't well, I didn't remember the last ten minutes that well. So when I suggest that, I didn't realize it was quite heavy. Watching it, does it make you want to see the film, the whole thing? Do you want to go back and watch it all and get what the last 10 minutes is about? Because it it kind of gives a lot away, but also doesn't tell you a huge... Um, it doesn't answer a lot of questions you might have about mm. the rest of the film. No. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely fair to say. I think it, if it didn't have... If it didn't have the, like... I don't know what I'd feel if 
uh, it didn't have the sort of sway that it has. Like everyone knows Streetcar Named Desire, even just in name. And I yeah. think that makes me more inclined to watch it than the actual last 10 minutes. Because it's funny watching something from 70 years ago, like the the effects of her like hearing the echoed sound yeah i was like god effects have just moved on so much that is i remember when i first when i played the first ever halo game don't worry this is going to come back around i played the first (laughs) ever halo game and i was like i'd never seen graphics like it before and was blown away and then a couple of years later i was playing on halo 3 and went to back to play halo 1 and was like how did i ever think this was any good and it's funny what you guys had had the same thing thing happen to me with metal gear solid um, I, I think it was at university. Someone said to me, uh, actually, it was Richie Crane Connor. He said, "Oh, have you seen? Have you seen the the new um, graphics of Metal Gear Solid? You can like shoot the glass, and the glass breaks. And that was like a big deal back then. And now, yeah, you can do a, you can do more things than just break glass. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you're you're absolutely right. Anyway, the, <laughs> the effects, though limited as they were clearly depicted a lot because you guys have made a lot of assumptions about Blanche and about what was going on. And actually, I think your understanding of the end of the movie is pretty bang on. I mean, you, you kind of get the gist of it. Blanche was being taken away. She clearly was going through a, an episode or as they would have referred to it, or she was clearly having a, a kind of mental health breakdown. Stanley is clearly the villain of the piece. Uh, and Stella... Stella, well, what's very interesting about the movie, uh, the difference between the movie and the play, and actually the, the whole film is a super faithful, I mean, incredibly faithful adaptation of the play, right up to this point where, uh, I mean, remember that this was going on against the backdrop of McCarthyism and censorship in the States. And so uh, the last 20 minutes of the film really uh, were the the least faithful parts, which th- mm, they were so still really faithful. But uh, I don't know. Would would you guys? I don't know if I should tell you what happens to to kind of lead to Blanche, or should I let you watch the film and enjoy oh, it? Oh, I don't know. I really because we could have another catch up. Oh. We could record a little catch up once you guys have seen the film. Yeah, maybe. I, I do you know? What? I think it would be fun. I mean, it's up to you, Connor. But I. I would like to know what Will thinks happens in the whole film, like what he thinks is the film. Well, we are going to come to that in a in a little game. In fact, maybe we should. <laughs> Let's time. play this game now. It's called Beatbox Plot. Whoa. So, we are playing to Sean Matthews' strengths here with Beatbox Plot. So I'm going to give you guys... A few cues from the story. So I'm going to go in chronological order of the play yeah. or of the movie. And I'm going to tell you a little thing that happens. Then one of you is going to provide a beat for the other. And you're going to tell me <laughs> what happens. Okay. This is going to be okay. so complicated. This is like going to be over so the complicated. street. It's going to be out of time. Live, but with Great. three internet connections, it's sure to be a disaster. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> so Sean. Let's say you're going to lay down a beat for Will, and I'm going to give you the first of five story cues. Does that sound good? Yes, sounds terrible. I mean, Will is is better than rapping, and I'm better at beatboxing. But when we swap over, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, that's setting me up for a massive fall. I appreciate that, dude. 
We also may make a decision after hearing each one of you rap and beatbox. We'll decide who does the rest of them and in which way. Uh, so I'm going to read out what happens, and then I'm going to say beatbox, and that's when Sean's going to take it away. All right? Okay. Okay, so Blanche Dubois arrives in New Orleans to stay with her sister Stella and her brutish husband Stanley. After learning that Blanche has lost the family's ancestral home, Stanley challenges Blanche. Sean, give us a beat. Will, take it away. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I say this. I rap so quick and it's amazing. Uh, Yeah, you know what I mean. I've made it down here to New Orleans. Yeah, and this my brother's feeling so manly. That's why I call him my big bro Stanley. He's sad he's in a big state because I lost off all our parents' estate. It's sad, it's bad. Yeah, I'm gonna yell her. Oh, help me, please. Shut up. That is fantastic. I love it. All right. It was actually quite hard hearing the beat because it it was hard to stay in time with it because it kept lagging out. I just had to ignore it. It's always hard to stay in time with my beats, guys. Is it? (laughs) They are notoriously unpredictable beats. This game might be a lot easier when coronavirus ends. An unpopular opinion, but I'm ready for this whole thing to go away. But that's a side note. That's Ooh, a separate okay. podcast. No, no. Let's put that on the shelf. This podcast, man. Please, can you just... <laughs> you know, we, don't, just... we don't talk about anything else but fun. We're no not here to be edgelords. No We're not politics. here to be edgelords. I, I should. I I'm just going to get another BBC. beer. Give, give me a second. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's really... He's That's great. I mean, That's... I brought my beers with me. I'm on number two. Oh, no, actually, I'm on number three now. Oh, this is great. This is something I can't do with radio is have three beers and then go on. Uh, well, I you mean, could. Well, put it in a tropical It would be my last show. Uh, so. Oh, what a story. Oh, what a way to go out. I know a person. <laughs> I won't name this person. Uh, but they got fired first? from their job at uh, a supermarket. They were working at a deli counter. They got fired at their job because a co-worker was having their last day. Like, they'd handed in their notice and everything, and it was their last day. And this friend of mine, uh, <laughs> they were they were good friends with this person who was leaving. And so they just decided to get really drunk at the deli counter that day. And my friend got fired on the spot because uh, they got so drunk that they ended up just throwing slices of meat at customers. <laughs> and wow. uh, yeah, yeah. it's. <laughs> I can't name the person for legal reasons, but what a way to go from any job. It's, it's inspiring. Uh, so before Sean went to get a beer, we just learned that uh, Blanche had arrived in New Orleans and said that she'd lost the ancestral home and Stanley challenged her. That night, Stanley and his friends are playing poker. When Stella and Blanche arrive home from an evening out, what happened? Will, give us a beat. Sean, off we go. Oh, 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 here comes, here comes Blanche. She's playing poker. Okay, okay, she's playing poker, everyone. Let's put 
put some rounds down and put some cards on the table. Table, able, are you able to play poker? Do you know the rules, little man? I don't think so. Have you got the muscles? No, you don't. You don't have the ossels. Muscles? Talk about oysters. No, talk about seafood. Seafood, beefood. Beefood, beefood. Not talking about rabbits. I haven't told you what happens in the film. Next. This cards get thrown everywhere. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't know he was still going. I'm so sorry, buddy. I... Sean, your connection is so iffy. We got the occasional word. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved yeah. what I got was, uh, oh, it was magic. It was I can't like wait to just, listen back. It was like just getting the hype, man. Because you just heard a couple <laughs> of words. So the rapper's mic was off and that. That's man. all right with me. That's all right with me. I mean, I am the biggest hype man you'll ever get. Oh, yeah. You hype so hard. All right. So let's go back to Will rapping and Shawnee is going to lay down a beat. So one evening, Stella and Stanley are out of the apartment. Mitch, Stanley's best friend, is due to arrive to take Blanche out. When a newspaper boy knocks on the apartment door, Sean lay down that beat. Will off you go. Fresh. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna go out for a walk. Gonna pick up some food, maybe some pork. Yeah, we go over to the deli counter. They're throwing me around, so I'm like, what an encounter. That was strange, but here we go. Back outside, because we walk with the flow. Yeah, and I go around, this guy shouting, extra, extra. I'm like, why is he spouting all this crap? And I run into him, I knock him down. I have a fight, I kill him, and I drag him around the town. I cut his, pull his body parts, and, and then I put them in a cellar, I think. In the cellar. Yeah, I, I got a little bit lost and I forgot what you said and I knew there was a newspaper boy and then I just, all I could think about was the deli counter. Mate, it's cool. That's all right, cool. Will. You know what? Because I was laying down such fresh beats that it didn't matter what you said. Okay, great, great. <laughs> and really, when recounting the plot of a movie, it's important to remember there aren't any wrong answers. <laughs> you know, like anything you guys say here is just correct in its yeah. own way. Yeah. So we're going to keep the same dynamic. Will's going to stay rapping because oh, Sean has laid down such fresh beats and we're only getting every fourth word Sean says. So <laughs> it is Blanche's birthday. By now, Blanche has been staying with Stella and Stanley in their tiny apartment for five months. And Whoa. Stanley gives Blanche an unwelcome birthday present. Sean with the beat, Will what, with the what, words. What, Off we go. Yo, Stanley, why are you flying off the handle? I was just trying to blow out that candle. Just trying to get a little present. Why you never here for me? You're never present. It's so sad. I just want some fish. I just want a nice, really tasty dish. But you never even cook for me. What are you doing? What is this? I'll unwrap it. I'm going through it. Oh, I I open it up. This is crap. It's a big salad made with crab. I'm allergic to crab. I like this. This is bad. Allergic is to crab. Allergic to crabs. Not what I wished for. <laughs> Do you know what? The I'm tone really, of the scene. Am I really breaking up? Yeah, man. 
Oh yeah, it's really hard oh, to we, hear you, sure. We got a very rough. sweet end to that. We got a kind of allergic to crab. I'm definitely in my own time signature, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be horrible hearing that to the beat, but... I I thought it was joyful. And actually, Will, I'm going to give you a massive credit because I think you really captured the mood of the party, if yep. not what the present was. Yeah, the context wasn't great. I think we can Content. all agree that it would have come as a shock if the present Stanley had given Blanche was a crab salad. Especially like, if he'd think... wrapped it. How do yeah. you wrap a crab salad? Yeah, and also I think that's quite a welcome present. I would enjoy a crab salad. Absolutely not. Not if you were allergic to it, Sean. Yeah. yeah that's true. Bear in mind Blanche's unwritten but almost certainly fatal allergy to crabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... The last bit of the story that we're going to beatbox again. Stella, Stanley's wife, is in hospital giving birth and Stanley returns home to the apartment. He and Blanche are alone in the apartment. Sean, give us a beat and Will, hit us with some words. Here we go. Are you ready, Will? Yeah, I think I am. I, I need to not think, because then I start talking about crab salad. Okay. Stella, she's been hurt, you see. No, wait, she's in the maternity. She's having a baby. It's going to be fine. We'll bring it up and we'll do it with wine. We'll drink a lot. But right now, I'm not going to help her. I don't give a cow. Don't give a cow is not a phrase. But let me tell you where Stanley goes. He goes his ways. He goes back home and Blanche is alone. He talks to her and he gets off his throne. He says, yo, this isn't fair. I don't want a baby. Let's have an affair. My grandfather has a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit of a throwback. That's a nod to a very sweet uh, piece Sean Jones laid down about 2007. Oh, really? Uh, I thought it was just riffing. What's the beat that you threw down? uh, Not so much the beat, the ending. My grandfather has a lot of money uh, (laughs) is a nod to some of Sean's early work. Oh, yeah. We would just have no money as students, so we would sit in my bedroom drinking tea, and we would turn on the little USB microphone on my laptop and record ridiculous uh, beatboxes. Nice. They were fun. So there we go. You guys have predicted the story. So let me see. Let's just together summarize that beatbox. So Blanche arrives to stay with Stella and her British husband, Stanley. After learning Blanche has lost the ancestral home, Will, what did you suggest might be the plot there? Do you remember? Uh, I was, I, I'm sorry, man. I, when you spit raw fire, it's hard to... <laughs> Remember it, it blinds you. Uh, there's a lot of smoke, so... Uh, we all got um, burned. The we ancestral home, burned. Uh, the st- the, her estate that... was in a state, I think. She Sweet. sold it. Sweet. But, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I, I think... I love it. Maybe her it. husband took it, I don't know. Cool, cool, cool. And then that night, Stanley friends playing poker. Stella and Blanche arrive home. Sean, we got about four words from you. What do you think those four words were? <laughs> Uh, probably poker, ochre, and uh, oysters. Uh, only one of those wasn't a word. Uh, <laughs> ochre. I can give you another word. Um, yeah. Probably something like uh, cards. Cards. 
Cards. Okay. That sounds that, similar to poker, but that's a game changer. Cards. So, one evening, Stella and hey, Stanley, listen. right? It can oh. be. Uh, Stanley's best friend Mitch due to arrive to take lunch out and a newspaper boy came to knock on the door. Will, this was where the story took a real twist. Yeah. Uh, you surmised... He was at the deli counter. Yeah. Uh, the staff were drunk and then he punched... I Knock on the door, I misheard as like knocked him out. I thought he'd had a fight with a newspaper <laughs> boy. Uh, I thought that's what had happened. Um, sure. Sure. I also forgot about Mitch because I was really worried about about saying bitch. I didn't want to say that because I think it's a horrible oh, yeah. word. And yeah, that's all yeah. I thought about. But then I forgot about all of the content. So, <laughs> so Mitch, was... Mitch is not a very nice person. Generally, he starts fires and 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 you know he's 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 the easy person to bottle. He gets he gets very much into trouble. <laughs> Sorry, who? What? What Mitch. are you talking about? You're Mitch. suggesting that Mitch starts fires and gets into trouble. That's right. Yeah, I mean he's That's incredible. The Mitch, the fire starter. That was something that, if it was the case in the film, Carl Malden beautifully underplayed that mm. element. You can Mitch see it in character. his eyes. You can see yeah, his pyromania in his eyes, but. Absolutely. He's also got matches in his top pocket the whole time. So yeah, that was one of those. Yeah, a well, clever nod, a clever yeah. nod to that character development. And then on Blanche's birthday, uh, she'd been staying with Stanley and Stelly by the uh, Stanley and Stella. Yeah, that's right. I don't know why I went. <laughs> Stelly. 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 Three beers deep, what Stella's called. Stelly! Are we Stelly? Uh, Blanche has been staying with her sister and her sister's <laughs> husband in their small apartment for five months. And Stanley gives Blanche an unwelcome birthday present, which was? Um, it was a crab salad. It was a crab salad, absolutely. It... And then, when Stella is in hospital giving birth and Stanley returns home... Stanley and Blanche are alone in the apartment and they decided what will? Uh, to have an affair. Almost none of that, what we've just summarised, is actually what happened in the film. But it's close enough that I think you should each give yourselves a pat on the back. Pat so, the heck out of mine. Okay. I've definitely seen that, that scene when Blanche and Stanley are left alone for the first time. I've definitely seen that done in an acting oh, yeah. class that I've been in. Because I suddenly was like, oh, yeah. I feel like I might be mixing it up with a load of other scenes, but I feel like it's really, really hot. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the first time Stella, uh, or sorry, Blanche and Stanley meet early in the play, Blanche has just arrived. And yeah, Stanley arrives home from uh, having been out with his friends and his shirt sticking to him and he takes it off. Yeah. yeah we're, in, we're in New Orleans. It's the height of the summer. It's super hot. You kind of like the apartment small and it's, you know, the air is close and everything feels very claustrophobic, which kind of heightens the tension around Blanche being in this little apartment with these guys for so long. Um, and it's a really atmospheric, like the, the, the whole tone of the film, it achieves that mood super well. It's really cool. Mm. Uh, so, guys, well done. There, there we go. You, we're going to go away. You guys are going to watch the film at some stage. And then we're all going to get back together again and chat about how close you were to the actual plot in that summary. 
I'd say there's probably less know, what rap. Would you, what... I would say there's less rap, definitely, yeah. I don't think rap was a big part of that generation. Uh, but Heat was. And also, I think, what would you give us out of 85, Connor, if you had to choose? Well, that wasn't the trivia round, so I'm not going to give you any points uh, for that. Look at him. Look at him trying uh, to drive from the back seat. What, are you trying around, to uh, hey, tell the host the of this seat. how to play the game? Now it's time for the trivia round, where I'm going to ask you 10 right. questions and give you a score out of 85, you son of a bitch. I would so, like to say that I think I probably deserve like a point for not doing that. Oh, he deserves like a minus point. Oh, like come on. Already, you Will is on 84 points. I think you've got a little something on your nose. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, I take a lot of cocaine. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. It's lockdown. What else are we supposed to do? <laughs> right, so now it's time for a trivia round. There are 85 points up for grabs. Uh, yeah. Question one. So we're going to operate this on a buzzer system. Uh, so, Sean, your buzzer sound is going to be what? Fantastic. And Will, your buzzer will go. Sean! <laughs> That's not Can going I to go Will at all. Of course you can't change it. You can't change a buzzer. No, that's crazy, yeah, Sean. The, technolo the technology's been made. You oh. don't see them on University Challenge just before the show goes to air being like, oh, can we change the buzzer sound? <laughs> I no. reckon you've forgotten what your buzzer sound is already. Go on, Sean, what was I it? it? I shot myself in the foot because I made it too complicated and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Something was it like... You look like a kid who'd been told off. It was so, so adorable, man. I've never felt like more like, oh, you can do what you want. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? So, the fact that you didn't say that, so you're a piece of shit. Yeah, oh. I wouldn't. Yeah, wow. This is what happens when we get to the trivia round, Connor. We get real competitive <laughs> and angry. Off, and that was just, it had a nasty tone that so far this Actually, episode hadn't had. That's a shame. Yeah, that is a real I shame. Can... I can remember what my my thing is, so yeah. He's not worried about the tone of the podcast. He's just worried about remembering his buzzer. Okay, yeah. so question one of ten is ten too many? Tell me if ten's too many. No, ten's definitely not. Sweet. All right. Question one: Marlon Brando sustained two injuries while filming a streetcar named Desire. Which two body parts did he injure? How's about poo poo? Oh, we've got Sean. Uh, I would have said it would be his head and his shin. Head and his shin. Will, what do you think? Fist and knee. Fist and knee. Ooh. I'm going to give... Just... I'm going to give... There's th no... There's... Oh, sorry, Sean. What I was your objection there? Say... Well, there's no point in us having buzzes. All right, Sean. All right. Well, hey, Connor. Oh. I love the buzzer system. I'm I've been Thanks. pro buzzer from the start. Okay. Will Will just got a sweet six points for being pro buzzer. Sean, do you know what you got? <laughs> Impressing nobody. Yeah. That's what you just got. Uh, and also, Will is going to get an extra four points. Yeah, you uh, Because he said fist. The correct answer. Uh, Marlon Brando injured his dumb in an uh, early scene where he was doing something i can't tell you what because it relates to a later question 
And he dislocated his shoulder while filming another scene where uh, his friends were dragging him away. Mm. So Will gets, uh, I don't know how many points I said, let's call it four, uh, plus the six for not being a little prick about should I be, complaining about the buzzers. Should I be keeping track of this? <laughs> oh, this don't worry, I'm going to make up the totals at the end. So oh, great, fantastic, yeah. yeah. So question two, Vivian right. Lee played Blanche. Off screen, was she married to the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, or the Scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz? <laughs> that is such a good question. Sure. Uh, Will, you're in. Uh, hi, thanks, Connor. I'd like to go for the Scarecrow. I'm afraid that's incorrect. Sean, but... you have the opportunity to steal the points. Look, oh, yeah, Mr. Tin Man, no. Sean, you're also incorrect. Uh, in fact, the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> Off screen, Vivian Lee was not married to the Cowardly Lion, the Tin Man, or the Scarecrow. Oh, that is, uh, uh, <laughs> that is a nasty. Oh, well, that's not, nasty. that's not a multiple choice for this question, is it? Connor. I, I, all the uh, information was in the question. Off screen, was she married to the Cowardly Lion, the Tin uh, Man, or the Scarecrow? Uh, the answer is no, she no, wasn't. Connor, Connor she I'd wasn't. like to go on record. Fuck the buzzers. Fuck the buzzers. Oh! Fuck them. Oh. If, the, if the buzzers are going to be tarnished by this kind of questioning, <laughs> kind of trickery, then pff, I don't even know if I want to have you a buzzer what? no more. I uh, I asked my lovely wife earlier when I was putting together these questions. I said, is this funny or is it just mean? And she was actually very, very strongly opposed to me even asking that question. But I decided to ask it anyway. And you know what? Oh, I yeah. have no regrets. I think, I think that's pretty tame for a question. You could have said anything. Sean, you yeah. might have just won yourself a little couple of points there for oh, being you little complimentary. Cheap. That is a nightmare. Ooh. No, to, I didn't a, realize listen. I was so partial to a compliment, but here we are. <laughs> Connor, listen, you handsome man, right? That <laughs> oh, I, support, I support the question. The question is a good question for the podcast. However, currently I'm not thinking about this from a podcasting level. I'm thinking about this from Team Sean, as in the buzzer, oh, Sean. Yeah. And yeah, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, but it's, yeah, no. it's, like, it's like how, you know, a team getting beaten really badly at football isn't good for the team, but it's great for the viewing, you know? That's true, that's true, yeah. That's how I feel. No, I, I think, you know, listeners are going to make up their own mind. Some are going to be sat them. there and probably will have tuned out after I said no, because they'll be like, you know what, if this is the spirit with which questions are being asked, I don't even want to be a part of this. It was mean-spirited, I'll grant you, but I had to do it. It was one of those things, once you think of it, you can't not do it. Yeah. So this brings us on to question three. In the Simpsons classic episode, A Streetcar Named Marge, Marge <laughs> was cast as Blanche in a new musical version of A Streetcar Named Desire. Who was cast as Stanley? And I'm going to give you bonus points if you can name any of the rest of the cast. Oh. Uh, how's your bad poo-poo? Oh, Sean. Sean Matthews. Um... Oh, no, Ned you don't Flanders. get the buzz and then just have a think. Yeah. But, that is. Ned, Flanders, oh, Ned Flanders as Stanley. That is correct. That's 13 points. 
Fuck. And uh, if I can name any of the others, I'd say Moses Lack is probably the guy who punches Stanley in the face. That's incorrect. You get minus 12 points for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. That yeah. is unfortunate, yeah. but that's, you know. Deny the buzzer system's back open. Will, shit. if you know any of the other cast, feel free to dive in here. Um, wait, so, okay. Uh, Stella was played by Milhouse's mum. That's incorrect. Minus oh, half a point for that. Shiza Manelli. Stella's got to be played by um, uh, Krabappel. Played Ed by who, Sean? Krabappel, the teach Krabappel. Not Krabappel. In fact, Krabappel wasn't uh, in it, as far as I can tell. Stella was played much... by, by Helen Lovejoy. Oh! Reverend Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch... Stanley's best friend was played by Lionel Hutz, who was actually <laughs> doubling up. It's great. I would really encourage you to go and watch the episode because it's so funny. Lionel Hutz is there to represent all the actors who didn't get a part in the show in a, in a mass class action lawsuit against the director, but he was also playing Mitch. Uh, Otto played one of Stanley's friends called Pablo, which led nice. to Otto saying, my name is Otto. I'm playing Pablo. That is a, a great very line. good Otto impression. Thank you very much. I, I worked on it ahead of the podcast. Uh, and Apu plays the paper boy. And you'll get why that's very funny when you watch uh, the scene involving the paper boy. It is an important scene. Uh, so at the end of that, Sean was on plus one point because he gained 13 and lost 12. So Sean's got a point. Question four. Marlon Brando and Carl Malden starred together in another classic film directed by Elijah Kazan. Name that film. And for a bonus point, give me the most famous line from that film. Sean. Oh, um, Oh, Will's in. Taxi driver. Oh, that is incorrect. But I'm not here to take away points from people. So let's just call it (laughs) even there. Uh, Sean Matthews. Gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. Not gone with the wind. That was filmed a cool, like, 19 years. No, only about 11 years before this. But, you know but what, still, Mother, long enough. It's, that... a better, it's a better guess than Taxi Driver. So You know what? If, if you look at it in a very binary way, they're both as wrong as each other. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we should always look at things in a very binary way. Oh, I'm very black and white about things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No great. Uh, well, you know what? Back, it gives me the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> this Delicious is our new, a new heavy right wing uh, political party we're starting up. <laughs> the black. Nothing and white party. is. Nothing is binary. <laughs> not even the choice between us and another party. It's complicated. <laughs> Wait, no, everything's binary. I fuck. I don't know. It's hard to keep track when I'm just being virulently hated. That feels like a lot of grey area. Will you're out of the party? Oh fuck. Uh, Sorry. No. You were either in or you were out, and I had to make a snap decision. You're out yeah. of the party. Yeah. Uh, the correct answer is the film was on the waterfront, and you may have heard the line before when Marlon Brando said. Uh, I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been oh, somebody yeah. instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face no. it. That's from Rocky Balboa. No, but is that the same as... Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's from Rocky Balboa. Is that... <laughs> I... I... From, oh. um... 
He's gone. No, not, not even syllables this time, Sean. That's disappointing, Sean. You sounded like I know a... you're not to blame for your internet connection, but I feel you bear some of the responsibility yeah. in not choosing a better provider. You sounded like we'll a give you one more chance player. to ask that question, and if it comes out as beat back, oh, well, come on. we're moving on. Sean, what was your question? like a fucked up clanger. <laughs> My question was, is it the same as I'm going to refuse? Okay, it wasn't any better when his connection worked. He yeah, was just that's really surprising. We heard oh, you perfectly and haven't horrible. got a clue what you said. So I'll move on to question five. Which of the following activities does Stanley Kowalski not indulge in during the film? Bowling, gambling, bare-knuckle boxing, or drunkenly causing a disturbance by screaming in the middle of the night? Sean, Sean, Sean. Oh, oh, that's Will. That's Will. Bare knuckle boxing. That is the correct answer. Yeah. Four and a half points to Will for that. Fantastic. And he does I am, not bare knuckle boxing. I bo- am really, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. I'll be honest. Yeah. I feel that Will... problems to the quiz. <laughs> Sean, are you going to bring up your dyslexia again? Because quite frankly, we've all had enough of it. I'm sorry, you're not reading these questions. <laughs> I am understanding, though. I can say, with my hand on my heart, that's the meanest I've ever been to anyone. Yeah, that was actually surprisingly toxic. It was uncharacteristically nasty. I I remember when we were in Berlin and we met a man who was openly defending the Nazis, and you were nicer to him. Oh, much nicer. I mean, that may have been that may have been because you were trying not to get any of us beaten up and it was a wise survival tactic but it, you were still nicer to him <laughs> I, uh, yeah so what, was, you're saying, yeah, what you're saying is connor is nicer to uh people that stick up for nazis than he is to one of his friends i don't want that to be the takeaway message from this episode yeah. but um but yeah i mean i guess if we were looking at it in a very binary way yeah, yes we, we yeah. should yeah. yeah that is true that's bang on which is actually uh, what, the, what the guy from the Nazi party was saying when he accosted I you. was... Do you remember, Will, when we were talking to him and he was talking about how Merkel was inviting foreign filth into the country or whatever he was saying? And uh, and he was saying, and people call me a Nazi for saying that. And, uh, in his defense, he was speaking very good English. But I was <laughs> saying to him, uh, oh, man, that's crazy. Like, you know, in the UK, we would say... Bang on. So, like, someone says you're a Nazi, and we would say, <laughs> yeah. Bang on. And you I was him like, that. Do you know what that means? And he was like, No, but I love it. Nazi, bang on. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, but that's you, true. You are a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, that's on. Weird. And then, but he also seemed to like, he seemed to be incredibly right wing and horrible, but mm. also seemed to fancy you. And I was like, Where does your, uh, like, where does, where does that lie? Because. That's true. You, yeah, you his seem... arm was around me quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's touched... the last time I felt truly flattered, I have to yeah. say. Well, you know what? Did you... <laughs> John, Did I you want to perform for you what that sounded like. Yeah. Yo, oh, 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 or you don't. I can't believe our internet connection is so bad. You know what? Go to your provider tomorrow and claim back some money because this is (laughs) this is really affecting your work. How are you supposed to cast any pods? 
Exactly. exactly. Pods won't cast Those themselves. Pods be carted. Right. Here's a simple Sorry. question for you. Question six. Blanche used to be a teacher. What subject did she teach? Sean. How'd you mind? Okay, Will. Will. <laughs> I think I benefited no, from that. No, that was me. I'm sorry, Sean. Your connection's to blame again. <laughs> Will. This is ridiculous. This is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I think she is an English teacher. That is absolutely correct. I, I've got oh, English I written gonna, down. I was going to say English. I also would have accepted English, but probably with a bit of drama, because we all know what schools are like. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I can't, Do you know what? I, I'm actually going to change my audio just so I can join in on these fucking things. I don't think it's your audio. I think it's your internet. Because we can hear you fine, well, it's, but it, it's uh, like yeah, breaking up. Okay, fine. Carry on. Go, go sit that. next to the router. Maybe Will is just that bit quicker than you as well, Sean. Maybe I'm just better. I, it could be the, the I case. Guess just, just brush up on your knowledge. Uh, question <laughs> seven. Sean, here's your opportunity to get involved. Here's your opportunity to get back in the points. Uh, <laughs> the play went through several rewrites. The British Stanley is of Polish descent in the play, Stanley Kowalski, but in earlier drafts, he had two other national identities. What were they? Sean. Will. Will. <laughs> uh, Russian and Russian and Ukrainian. Oh, I can't believe that's that's incorrect. So over to Sean. It's your chance to get in the points. Uh, uh, Russian and German. No. Interestingly, I'd already said no to Russians, so fascinating that you went there again. Uh, Russian and German, also a bit too soon can in I, 1951 just, to be going after the Germans. I, like, we're all friends uh, again. Listen, can I just say, uh, normally the questions are like, what is the name of the main character? These are really hard questions. I think you've mistook the word hard for good. These are just good questions. We just we just skim IMDb trivia and go, that'll fucking do. Connor's done something that we don't do, which is interesting. He's thought about it. Which I think it's good to do. Yeah, yeah you would say that. Three books on Brando here. I read my three books on Brando before <laughs> this. I just you can't see that listener. But I just held he did up hold three up. books hold on Brando. And they and were I've very close. Got... Let's, 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 let's just get this well. over with. Let's, get this, let's so. get this game over with. Well, I've got to... I'm meant to be doing a pub quiz in 12 minutes. So I'd, oh, man. I, then let's really uh, I thought it was at 9 o'clock. Apparently, it's at 8 o'clock, and I'm livid about it. That's extraordinary. Well, Everyone in the world is, is a pub quiz host now. I know. I'm playing uh, online... Uh, what do you call uh, Cards Against Humanity this evening. I don't even know how that works. I thought uh, you were just going to say... I've started playing a lot of online <laughs> poker, and I was going to be like, uh... <laughs> that's, that's a different... It would be uh, like on theme you know, for this, doing. but off-brand for me. I've started being really rude to the people that I podcast with, and it's working a treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about how, about how mean you've been in this whole this whole thing. It's off-brand. It's really yeah. off-brand. And here's another really mean question. My wife asked me not to ask this question, but I stand by it. <laughs> Actor Carl Malden played Mitch. How bulbous is his nose on a scale of meh to baba booey? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Sean, you're in there. I would say it's uh, probably Baba Booby. Yeah, yeah, I will accept that. Uh, <laughs> I'd accept Iwi Zawi, Zsa Zsa Gabor, uh, pretty much anything north of Bippity Boppity Boop. Uh, so, right. Sean, you got yourself right back in it there with 60 points. That was a lot of points yeah. to earn on question eight. Uh, so, question nine. The four That's lead amazing. actors in the film, Marlon Brando as Stanley, Vivian Lee as Blanche, Kim Hunter as Stella, and Carl Malden as Mitch, all received Oscar nominations for Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Supporting Actor, respectively. But of the four, who was the only actor not to win the Oscar that year? Oh, Sean. Uh, oh, Will, Will is in. Paul Malden. Uh, I think you meant Carl Malden. Yes, I was thinking uh, of the guy who made the salt. Yeah. Carl <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moulton yeah. did win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in his role as well, Mitch. So, what? Sean, I'm, over I'm to sad you. I didn't get it right, but I'm glad he won. Yeah. Can you yeah. say some of the names again? No, I didn't get the names again. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I'm, I'm joking. Sean, I'm joking. Go, with, go with your heart. Go with your heart. Uh, Who do you think? I would, I would say... Um, uh, Blanche wouldn't have won an Oscar. Blanche, Vivian Lee did win the Oscar for yeah, best. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew she did. I didn't know why I said that. Like, I knew that she was brilliant. I don't know why I said that she would have not won an Oscar. Of course she did. But hey, I'll tell you this. Do you know who else was brilliant? Marlon Brando as Stanley was brilliant, but he didn't win an Oscar for the part. He lost out to Humphrey Bogart that year for the African Queen, which, like, imagine losing to someone called Humphrey. Just in mm. anything, like, ah, oh, very disappointing. But he won another, to be fair, Marlin did win other Oscars, so I think he's all right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's not around now for us to, like, double-check that with him, but I suspect... <laughs> He was fine about it. Like He seemed like yeah. a great guy. Uh, final question. Which of the following actors has not played Stanley Kowalski? Alec Baldwin, John C. Riley, Connor McReynolds, Michael Keaton, or Joel Edgerton? Oh, that's Sean. Alec, I would say John C. Riley. You think John C. Riley has not played... Stanley Kowalski. That is incorrect. John C. Riley has uh, played Stanley, uh, even though he, he's kind of quite similar, like vocally and in looks, to Carl Malden, who played Mitch. But uh, nope, John C. Riley has played Stanley. So over to Will. I'm going to say none of them have never played oh. him. And if, if I'm wrong, if you say I'm wrong, I counter query with how did you know? Oh, well played. I mean, so you're wrong in that Shit. Michael Keaton, to the best of my knowledge, has never played Stanley, but I'm not going to give you points, but I'm going to give you kudos That's for making the for. point at the end. How do I know? So Michael, but Michael Keaton did play a bird in Birdman. Which is the same thing. That's really interesting. Entirely unrelated, but you're you're absolutely right. He also played Batman. Uh, Sean, tell us how yeah. that's got anything to do with anything. It doesn't. It's just cool. fun. Cool. It is fun. So at the end of that round, unbelievably, you guys are both tied 
on 74.9 points. Well done, you two. Uh, he's trying to bring us back together. I mean, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely not a tie. It was definitely you. I think you. I think if you go back and listen, I think if you go back and listen, you'll find it was actually a perfect tie, and that I'm a really good quiz master. The very last game we're going to play very quickly because Will's got to get off to a pub quiz. Uh, We're going to have a quick debate. Infamously, in scene three of the film and of the play, Mitch says the following line. Poker should not be played in a house with women. Poker should not be played in a house with women. It's an extraordinary thing to say. Will, you're going to make the argument that poker should not be played in a house with women. Sean, you're going to make the argument that poker should only be played in houses with women. Uh, You're each going to have 60 seconds to make your argument. And I'm going to decide the winner at the end of that. Are you ready? Will, you're going to go first? Yeah, okay. Okay, and your time starts now. Okay, the p- poker being played should not be played in a house with women uh, when we- women are around because it's a, it's a hugely patriarchal construct. It shouldn't be anywhere near women. shouldn't be anywhere near anybody. Um, it, it's a problematic game. It's gambling. And um, women are better than that. Men are pigs. Um, and they don't deserve to uh, to be doing horrible, terrible things near near people who are, are good people. And I think it's easy to see that women are better people than men across the board. Uh, most serial killers, male. Uh, most CEOs who don't treat their staff properly, male. Um, therefore, it should be a complete separation and we should kill off most men. So speaking as a man and knowing the things that I've thought in the past, um, I think it's just better. And that starts with stopping poker being played around women. That's the obvious start, because this is where all of the problems in the world come from, are from men being in rooms together with money on the table, saying things, you know? And that, that is your time. And that is a fantastic argument. Wow. It started out sounding a little bit fathers for justice. By the end of it, it was somehow feminist. An extraordinary turnaround. Sean Matthews, you have the opportunity to make the argument now that poker should only be played in houses with women and your 60 seconds starts now okay well listen poker is a game at the end of the day games are there to be played and i think anyone any any sex any gender any person identifying as anything they want to should be able to play any game they want to so let's put it on the table let's put it for everyone and any any person that wants to play that game gambling is for everyone to have a think about and say, do you know what? I feel like gambling. I feel like playing poker. Why not play it? So that is why men and women and anyone should be able to play poker together in the same room, all together. Let's have a big poker game with every single person in the world. Uh, And then we don't have to kill anyone, uh, which we were saying, let's kill all men. That's fine. Let's kill all men. But we don't have to kill anyone. Let's just play poker all together. Oh, that is lovely. Have I still got time? you got six seconds. Okay. Uh, let, let, uh, put the river. And that's your Let's time. Put the river down. Fantastic. <laughs> that additional six seconds really made the difference there. So I have to decide the winner there. And I think at the end of that, the winner is fun. 
We're all winners. Oh, I'm not sorry. Fuck on it. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're being the good cop. But Sean didn't do yeah. his debate. He didn't do his argument. He didn't argue that it could only be played in houses with women. He but just he said this. He was super inclusive. And if I, if I rule against him, then I'm going to look like a bigot. And my hey, reputation is already taking to, a hit in this podcast. I can't I do that. I had to sit here and argue <laughs> poker should not be played around women. I oh, mate, start. like, if we're being so honest, tough. like, obviously you won the debate. You made <laughs> oh, okay, a really great, great point. You took a chauvinist oh, argument right, okay. and you made it feminist. But I'm not going to say that here on the podcast. That would be crazy. That would make <laughs> me look like a transphobe. I'm not Graham Linehan. I'm not yeah, going to sit here I and do that. I did find it really difficult. After after Will did say his debate, I was like, I agree with everything you said. This isn't a debate. This is just us talking. And that's why fun was the winner. Yeah. Because we all had fun. So yeah. there we go. Guys, I'm looking forward to you both going away, watching Streetcar Named Desire. Let's get back. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have no plans for the next three months. So I've got let's... a load of I've got a load of thousand people gigs, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, let me just check my diary because I think I might a have busy quite a few spell. things. It's a busy spell. For, uh, can, I, can I ask I've before... Got... Oh, sorry, sorry, Sean. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, to be fair, it probably came out as blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Um, I was just going to ask, Anna, I'm interested in, as we come to an end, what's your yeah. relationship to this film and this play? Like, what, what, how did it first come to you? What, what do you think about it? And what's, so, what effect uh, has it had on you? Yeah, I, I studied it at school, uh, but I, I actually had the very interesting experience of studying it in two different subjects at the same time. So I was doing drama A-level and English literature A-level, and we were studying the play in English literature at the same time as I was doing it in drama A-level, and I was playing Stanley. So Stanley is, as you might have got from the last 10 minutes of the film, a real like brutish, unpleasant guy. He actually, I think he comes across quite well in the last 10 minutes compared to the rest of the film. Uh, but he's, he's a real brute, the character of Stanley. And Marlon Brand is so fantastic in the film playing him. Uh, but I was playing this, this real monster of a character and then going into English literature class. And understandably, our teacher and the entire class were like, oh yeah, Stanley's a real shit. And I was like, ah. Let's just no. give Stanley a break here, okay? Because his sister-in-law's come to stay at his place, and that's never an easy situation. And everyone was like, Connor, you're a monster. Uh, <laughs> so it was really interesting studying it in two different ways and from two different angles. Uh, and look, guys, I'm, I'm not going to go on. You know, the past is the past. 2004, who remembers it? But I did score full marks in my acting uh, module of my A-level for my role as Stanley. 120 out of 120, that is technically a flawless performance, but I'm not going to bring it up in the podcast because that would be crass and big-headed. You, so. so you are the definitive Stanley. Well, you know, that's... If I'm we're talking humble. numbers... I'm too humble to agree, but yeah, you know the numbers don't lie. Yeah, no, Brando uh, didn't win the Oscar. Also, you do look I got at, marks. Yeah, you do look a little bit like John C. Riley, so you know, and and I would say you're a lot funnier than John C. Riley is. Oh, um, and he seems like a comedic character, this Stanley. So, yeah. Do you know? But it's on. interesting you say that. He does have some uh, some moments of of. Uh, yeah, he he can be really funny. He's mm. quite mean to to Blanche. 
which is sometimes funny, but sometimes obviously mean. So there we go. That's my relationship with it. I, I studied it at school. I played Stanley. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, my my lovely wife uh, was the she did the tech for that performance at school. Uh, she was like, uh, that guy so sixteen years ago. <laughs> so she saw me playing this abusive, horrible character and still married me. So it's her fault, really. It's because it was a perfect performance. Perfect performance. She was just attracted. I think she thought I was Marlon Brando. I'm not looking forward to the day I have to tell her she's not married to Marlon Brando. I just wouldn't tell her. Yeah, I'll just probably take her to the grave. I'll take her to the I, grave. Also, if I had a wife, I'd never would. tell her that. No, I'd never tell her that she's not married to Marlon Brando. Well, you'd be worried that like Marlon Brando might make her an offer she could never refuse. <laughs> Well, like giving her, his giving her a wrapped up crab salad. Nice. <laughs> 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 you guys both get 120 out of 120 for that exchange. That was delightful. Right. You're, you're making the numbers meaningless, Connor. They can't take 120 out of 120 for Marlon Brando. Oh, that, that was is... what I got for my A-level. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Connor. This has been so much fun. Hey, Apart from guys, that, uh... It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. I look forward to you both watching the film and we get to have a little catch-up and find out whether yeah. the uh, the crab salad came into it, whether Stanley and Blanche did have an affair, uh, whether meat was thrown. There are all these questions left to be answered. So let's do this again so many soon. Questions. None of, none of more. None of my raps got into that particular recap. Because Not only did none of your raps get in, but you sounded so drunk there, and I'm going to... Oh, Connor left. <laughs> did you just put down the phone? He's gone. <laughs> he hung up. He just thought, I've had enough of this. Do we man. need to wrap this up just the two of us? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So oh no, he's coming back, he's coming back. I'm back! <laughs> oh, that was so dramatic. We thought that was, we suddenly saw why you got cast as Stanley. Because he was just like, boom. Oh I'm my out. god. <laughs> or that, or you had to do a giant poo, and you had to leave the room. Yeah, yeah. I've made that kind of exit before, but uh, I'm, glad that, I'm glad I'm back to say goodbye That's to you guys. That's what they call an Irish goodbye, but if you've ever met an Irish person, an Irish goodbye is like, you go around the room for three hours saying goodbye. Yeah, to- yeah. It, it takes yeah, three and a half hours. I don't know why hours. that is. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's called a French goodbye, which makes more sense because, like, they yeah. just be like, "Okay," because they're <laughs> dreadful people who poo when yeah. they say goodbye. Uh, that's, well, that's racist. Well, that's. Uh, a, I think that's the right <laughs> note. To, it's the right note to end yeah. on. Just... We were all just waiting until I became racist, oh, and then that's when we're like, okay, let's wait. stop. That. No, but also I'm happy because we've ended it. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna repeat back <laughs> what came out to me. I'm happy because it ended. Oh. <laughs> but I actually think what you said was, exactly I, right. I'm happy because we ended on poo. I think that's what he was saying. Yes! Yes. Uh, 120 out uh, 120 for friendship points. Oh, you know me so well. Right, I'm gonna have Guys, to really abruptly run and go and do a pub quiz. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you, Connor. Send your lovely wife, my love. We will speak again soon, gents. I will do. Bye. Love you, lads. Bye. Bye. Bye.